Welcome to 12-Minute Talks, where important information is shared in a short time period. Learn from other business owners, entrepreneurs, and experts about what they do to help you find solutions to everyday topics in 12 minutes or less. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the 12-Minute Talks podcast. I'm excited to have with us today attorney Greg Goldfarb here in Miami, um, and he's going to talk about some civil litigation and and what he does to help uh, people in the community. Uh, Greg, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. It's very exciting. Awesome. And I also forgot to mention, he's also a podcast host, which I don't think you see too often in the in the legal field, right? More and more, you know. More and more, really. More and more, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's that's interesting. Um, all right, so so Greg, why don't you tell us a little bit about you and how you got started in civil litig- civil litigation? Um, yeah, so I my father is an attorney, and I grew up, you know, in a household with, um, you know, my father who was always talking law and you know had a a legal mindset and always correcting my grammar and, you know, very super focused on, you know, presentation and all that. And he's a really good guy, humble guy, talks to anybody, everybody, a lot of lawyers, you know, they don't want to hear from you unless you got a lot of money and, you know, you're the CEO of some company or whatever, but he's uh, on the opposite side of that kind of mindset. And, and as, as am I, so I, you know, wanted to help the underdog. I, felt bad when I would see people getting taken advantage of on TV with quick rich get schemes. When I was a little kid, I used to get so furious. And so I kind of just, you know, after, after getting a C plus in organic chemistry, I decided, all right, I'm going to be a lawyer. <laughs> and well, that, yeah, there you go. That that's one way of figuring out uh, what to do in life. But as you mentioned, your dad was also in law. Did that influence you in any way as sure. well besides the C plus? Besides C plus, yeah, you know, I um, he he was he he still practices. He's full time, ninety one years old. Max Goldfarb, downtown Miami. So we're across the street, and uh, I'm more. I'm not. I'm very neat and orderly, and he's more like, you know. So I was like, okay, you're gonna go there, and I'm gonna go here, but we'll meet for lunch, you know. So he was always a very big influence, and just the nicest guy. You know, most people think that lawyers, you know, can be rough around the edges and, and difficult and conniving. And he's nothing like that. So although that's what I heard, all lawyers were like, that's not what I saw growing well, up. That, that's great that, that you still have lunch, you know, with your dad every now and then. I, or maybe, I don't know, maybe every day. Um, and that he gave you that perspective that attorneys aren't um, bad or, you know, yeah, you're right. Like how they put them on TV shows, um, it, you know, like always scheming or doing something that's not ethical. But I think to be a, a, an attorney and a good one for such a long time, it's because you're doing something right, right? Um, and so why don't you tell us a little bit more about your law practice and what type of cases do you take on? Um, so, I, you know, I was not really a great student, even in law school. I kind of, you know, I hit the B minus C plus. That was my sweet spot. So I couldn't really get a good job coming out of law school. So I um, started out taking anything that I could find. And, you know, through my father, you know, he would find cases that lawyers, his colleagues didn't want to handle or couldn't figure out how to handle, not like your typical auto accident or slip and fall case. So I sort of got a name 
in the community for handling environmental cases, police brutality, sexual harassment. So I was doing everything that nobody else knew how to do. And I would just go to the library and figure out how to do it. And it was exciting and interesting. And at least I was not talking about your rear end case and all that. And I had something different to say um, and, and, and to think. So as time went on, I, I started to do some whistleblower cases. Then I got into uh, what's called mass tort, the mass tort world. Uh, you know, you probably have seen like Camp Lejeune advertisements, Roundup, the mesh cases. So that's, that's probably right now half of my work is in that mass tort world. The other half, I represent medical providers um, who fight with insurance companies about getting their bills paid. So sort of like healthcare collection. But over the course of my career, I mean, I've done pretty much every type of um, case, not like real estate cases or, or uh, estate planning or anything like that, but just, you know, individual cases, again, where people get injured or, or har harmed somehow. Okay. Yeah, that, that's very interesting. And, and all the variety that you've had, it seems, in, in your career. Um, was it just something like that came naturally to make that switch to the, to the mass torts? You know, it was, it's, it was, it's interesting. I was having, uh, my line of work is always under assault by the legislative branch. They always want to sort of amend or, or get rid of the law that provides, um, the healthcare providers with an opportunity to fight with insurance companies on a fair and level playing field. Um, so there's always an, uh, since I started doing that, uh, there's always been the, well, how long is this going to last? So I was always sort of looking for what's my next gig going to be. And then, um, I was uh, over the course of my career, I, I got a, like a Fen Fen case, which is one of, one of the bigger mass torts a long time ago. Those were about diet drugs that were giving, uh, people really bad heart condition, heart conditions and Vioxx. And I'd get one case once in a while. And then I'd, I found a law firm up in uh, Pensacola that was specializing in that. So I would send them that case. I'd make a referral and I got to know them over, you know, over a long period of time. Uh, I sent them a couple of hip cases, uh, defective hip replacements, which is a very common um, problem with medical devices. Um, and so after a while, um, one, one case kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, th the 3M earplug combat litigation, which is, considered the largest mass tort of ever. So there was a whistleblower who knew that the earplug that the army um, soldiers were, were using was not working and that people were losing their hearing and, you know, like explosives go off. That's what they're designed to do is so like you can hear your, your, you know, your supervisor calling you out, but when it blows up, it's supposed to protect you from that. So in any event, when the whistleblower case ended and the news broke, the law firm from Pensacola said to me, Greg, are you getting involved in this case? And me being the, you know, I got to do something new. I'm sitting here like, um, yeah, you know, I was Googling, you know, I'm like, what, tell me the name of that. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course I'm doing that. And then I was like, whoa, yeah, of course I'm doing that. So then they kind of showed me how to market, how to go out and, you know, market for these kind of cases. And it worked. So I got these cases, I sent them off to them. And then after that, it just kind of snowballed. Then I heard about the mesh, um, another defective medical device that's harmed a lot of people. And it went from one thing to the next. And so the next thing you know, it's two years later, I started my podcast to basically focus on those kind of cases. So I bring on the attorneys that 
are handling these cases, the ones, because there's lots and lots of attorneys and there's only a few of them that will actually be right. dealing with the judge. The judge doesn't well, deal with everybody. So they say, okay, you five lawyers, you're in charge. Right? Okay. So I bring them on and I talk about the cases and, and that's so, what I So let, let, let's switch gears a little bit to the podcast. You kind of, um, uh, got ahead of me there with that but why don't you tell us a little bit about that because one i find it interesting an attorney uh being a pod doing podcasts and you, you were telling me before that it seems to be more and more the case of attorneys uh doing podcasts so um tell me a little bit about like yeah who your guests are and what the audience is for for these podcasts i'm assuming the audience are other attorneys but i could be wrong right yeah, there, there are a lot of attorneys, but there are a lot of people in the legal industry that I, I, you know, would consider my audience, including people that are involved in the cases. So a lot of people that are involved in these cases try to call their lawyers and they really don't get through to them or they get a very short answer. So I'll bring the lawyers on that are handling these cases. A lot of times these cases take years, two, three, four, five, six years. Um, so I'll bring them on every three or so months and they'll give a comprehensive update. And I was always sort of, um, like an act. I always like to act and be funny and all that. And so uh, people over the course of my life would say, Oh, you know, you look like Stanley Tucci. And then some people would be like, Oh, but you act like Larry David. So I figured, all right, you know what, maybe I should, I don't know how that all kind of dovetailed into, well, of course I got to start a podcast. So when I got into the mass tour world, it's a very, very big, complicated um, industry. And so, you know, for me, a 54-year-old guy at the time, to try to move up and get some respect or, you know, name recognition in there, I needed to do something sort of novel. So doing the podcast and updating people, including other attorneys, on what's going on and with these cases and was something that sounded right. And I think I'm doing... You know, I, I think I'm helping out, you know, to some. Yeah, I, I think that that's an interesting way of giving updates about a case. Now, does that not violate, and I'm asking because I don't know, does that not violate some type of like attorney client privilege that like, you know, they're giving information out here that is on an ongoing case? No, because what, you know, typically my questions will be, I'll have, I'll bring one of the lead lawyers onto a, uh, from one of these cases on. And I'll say what's going on in the case. And more the most of the information is going to be how the judge has ruled on a particular issue and, and what that means. You know, is there settlement talks? Um, are there trials going on? In these kind of cases, like the big one that I was just telling you about with 3M and the earplugs, there's 230,000 plaintiffs or, you know, veterans that have basically filed lawsuits. Right. And so, there's no way you can try 230,000 cases. So the exactly. judges try, usually their game plan is to try five to 10 cases. Everybody kind of sees you win some, you lose some. So then you can kind of gauge where you're at. And then settlement talks are more like ready to begin. People can get more serious. So that's sort of one of the reasons why the podcast works because you have so many people that, they don't really even know what's going on in their case. They don't know if it's been filed. Where is it? Why is my lawyer really handling it? Why is somebody else handling it? So, so it kind of works in a in, as like sort of a public service. So half of yeah. my 
half of my podcasts are about these mass tort cases. The other half are more about public interest. Anything from like plastics, recycling. I talk about cryptocurrency. Um, I talk insurance issues on. I bring, I have uh, an insurance contributor who will talk about, you know, how, you know, what the different coverages are and, you know, your health insurance, your home insurance, your auto insurance. And I have a buddy who's running a fundraiser for uh, some psychological disorder that he is a psychologist. Um, so that's, you know, I like to sort of do, I don't want to be stuck like doing. Yeah. Social- like, like one type of, of format. Yeah. I get that. And, and what is the name of your podcast? I don't think you mentioned that. It's cut to the chase colon. So I know on a lot of podcasts that I was always listening to, and I, I know we haven't done it. it the beginning of the podcast, people are like talking about that for breakfast and just right, right, right. You know, and yeah. Things I've always, I've always found that weird. <laughs> like uh, I don't like small talk. I'm not gonna go listen to small talk on yeah. on a podcast. In my opinion, but everybody does things their own way, right? And and so, Greg, how can somebody get a hold of you if they would like more information about uh, your services? All right, well, my website is one good way. G R E G G G O L D F A R B dot com. So I'm Greg. Goldfarb, three G's, triple G, the original three G, and then Goldfarb. Or I, you know, if you could put all my linked up information in the show notes, that would be great. 305-374-7000. And we answer the phone, actually. I know a lot of law firms, you know, are not. Nobody's, who is, who's answering the phone these days? It's not just, yeah, Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, and, and like always, I will have all of the links down below so that anybody listening or watching the video here, can uh, get a hold of Greg with two G's. Uh, that's very important. Um, and I just wanted to quickly introduce myself for those of you that don't know who I am. Uh, my name is Lorena Tomasini, and I own Mom Life and Health Insurance Agency. We're together with my mom. We help other families and businesses with their financial protection needs. Um, what would you say is is a good? Um, well, it's the beginning of the year, so let's see. What what would you say is uh, some good productivity tip for other entrepreneurs you might have out there? You know, I'm a big believer in lists. Uh, you know, every day I look at my list, I revise it. And I think that, I know there's some people that don't, you know, would rather just calendar things or whatever. But I like to really spend a lot of time at the beginning of the day and the end of the day looking at the list, focusing what do I need to do. If there's something that is troubling Sometimes I just try to break it up into components, easiest to the hardest, just to get it going, get it done. You got to get it, you know, you got to cut to the chase. And, you know, the time that you spend worrying about something, you could just be doing it. And then there's less reason to worry, I think. So, yeah, cut to the chase. That, that get makes it done. Sense. There you go. Cut to the chase. Um, well, Greg, it's been great having you today on the 12 Minute Talks podcast. Is there anything else that you would like to add? No, I think that's great. I really appreciate you coming on. You know, as a podcaster, I know it's a it's a crazy world out there. Getting guests, editing. Yeah. You know, you got to hope they don't say anything stupid. Uh, hope they don't <laughs> say anything stupid or offensive. Yeah. But uh, but it's been great. I appreciate it a lot. And uh, good luck with your show. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast, and hope you will listen to the next one. I'm Lorena Tomasini, and you can contact me via email, life at malmins.com. Make it a great day.